everybody and welcome to Into the Smodown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on the show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. Also, hit the notification bell. That way you'll be no- notified whenever a new episode of Into the Smodown Galaxy hit comes your way. Also, if you like us on the podcast feed, please give us a five-star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. It very much helps the algorithm, the podcast algorithm, if you give us a review. You can also follow the Galaxy Geeks on Twitter at GalaxyGeeks1 and on Instagram at GalaxyGeeksEL. All that intro has been out of the way, said and done. I am your host, Elon McKegg, and joining me, as always, he is the Christian Harloff to my Mark Ellis. He is Luke Studdard. Luke, how you doing, buddy? I am doing very well, and welcome to the newest look for the Into the Schmodown Galaxy. We are now officially on StreamYard. Yeah, the new look. It seems like every single week we're changing something. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a, per- a perfectionist, and also... We wanted to do something different. Also, a major thing, too. I want to create this into maybe a live show in the future. Now with StreamYards, we're able to do that. That is very true. But if we, I will tell you all right now, if we were to do a live show, it'll be on special occasions. Only <laughs> on special occasions. It's I'm not going to be every single... More. No, no, he won't. He will not talk me into more. Eh. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, this I'll is what it. happens when I, you do a lot of stuff on StreamYards, like myself. So much of my trivia matches have been through StreamYard. So, yeah, I I have an idea. Anyway, all that's out of the way. Let's start with our of the weeks. Luke, who is our rookie of the week? Or do you have a graphic for it? it the bad part is I do not have a graphic for it. Go you ahead don't have a it. graphic for rookie of the week? It has been a day. It really has. I've got the graphics for everything else, but I forgot to do the rookie of the week. Well, it's okay, because I can tell all the audience members who are listening and watching, our rookie of the week is John Hoey. Why did we choose John Hoey? Simple. The Dungeon has two matches this week, and when I was looking at all the remaining rookies, he was the only one that was a Dungeon, member of the Dungeon. (laughs) So, look, we're running out of rookies. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing because we are running out of people to talk about on Rookie of the Week. When we get done with Rookie of the Week, who knows what's going to be replacing that? Who knows? But anyway, John Hoey, um, for background on him, if you don't know who he is, besides the two or three matches that he's played, I can't remember how many matches he's played, but he is a writer for Star Wars Net. So... Him being in the Star Wars division actually makes a lot of sense since he is a writer for that website. And he has played against... Who, who, is, who are the people that he's played up against? He played against... Uh, I, almost say, play, I almost said Lacey play, Gillerin, but that's not right. Are you sure it wasn't Lacey? I'll find out. Yeah, I, I, I do not remember. I, uh, I'll look up his stamp. As y'all can tell, we are so together right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We are we are consummate professionals. John Hoey, he is one and one. Who did he win his? I know his his loss was against Nikki, but who is his win was against? Ah man, you see, you see, everyone, we're we're perfect in every way. Oh wait, I'm just gonna go to the match results page of the Smodown Live. You know that helps. 
Uh, there he is. Look at you trying your hardest to um, make it seem like you were getting everything prepared. Hey, oh my. I, I know what I'm doing. I know what to do. <laughs> As oh, y'all can tell, we really do not have many left. No, we don't. I'm, okay, looking up just Star Wars matches. Oh, Eric Whiteley. That's who he played. That's yeah. who he beat. Got it. So, so I do want to state that. I do want to state this as we continue to grow the show. We want to also reach out to all the fans and people who are watching. Please comment below because we want to start talking to people. We want to get to know what do y'all want from this show? What do y'all want to see as we talk about these different matches? We talk about different rookies. We talk about different singles and teams and intergeekdom. We want to get to know everyone. And so as time goes on, if y'all comment, we might change up the show. I got the, a comment the other day from one of our trailer reactions that I needed a mic. And he was not being mean. He was actually being kind because I had my settings messed up on the mic. Hey, Luke. Going more criticism th being thrown your way. We've already talked about Peggy on Rookie of the Week. Well, you see. You haven't updated I'm that. That was even from last week I made that comment. Well, you see, I'm using the same one from last week, and I had to throw it up real quick. That is true. That is true. All right. So with Rookie of the Week out of the way, now we can start with the graphics that Luke has prepared for us. And we're going to start with Team of the Week. Luke, who is our Team of the Week? Our Team of the Week is Lightning Time. Yes, Lightning Time. Ethan Irwin, Liz Shannon Miller. Again, there's only one major team match, which, again, it was a big team's match. It was the number one contendership. Ooh. And my goodness, did it feel like a ping pong match or a tennis match or like one of those sports where you just hit it over the net because it seemed like no matter what was happening, they were just going back and forth. And, I mean, Lightning Time pulling up the victory. Going to be facing Shazam. When? I don't know. I don't think they know sometimes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the match since we have them up for Team of the Week. What was... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll oh, talk more hey, about the match. I, no, look. Trust me. We need to talk about this match now because our main match that we're going to talk about is going to be the entire show. So we just need to get as many matches out of the way right now. You know. Yes. You know. You know, are the main other the main match is going to be our longest topic of I, conversation. I know, I know, but due to how our our graphics are set up, we'll go on for the next of it, and then we'll talk about it once we get to the recap. All right, all right. Well, our next topic of discussion is manager of the week, I believe. Correct? Nope, nope. Player of the week. Player of the week. Well, there you go. Player of the week is Mike Kalinowski, but it doesn't matter because manager of the week is Shannon Bernie, also of corruption. Look, they go together. They go. They they literally go together. I know, right? So yeah, I mean, for Shannon, it makes obvious sense because Mike picking up the big title defense and Chance becoming the number one contender for the singles title for New York. So yeah, that's Shannon was a no brainer. I mean, oh, yeah. honestly, if Chance would have lost. To um, JTE, I, that would have been a whole lot harder discussion because then the discussion would have been, are we going to pick Ty or um, Moose? Because the two the two people that beat um, that beat Chance were 
both in Finstock Exchange and managed by two different people in the Finstock Exchange. At that point, we would have just said, look, manager of the week is Finstock Exchange, probably. <laughs> but Shannon Barney, like, proving why she's a great manager with corruption, and Mike Kalinowski proving why he is on the Mount Rushmore of um, IG. Oh, yeah. Mike played incredible. And we'll talk more when we get to the recap, but... Oh, yes, we I will. Mean, there, there was no there was no discussion on who was Player of the Week. No, no literally, literally when you sent me that text, like, hey, Mike's Player of the Week, I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> done. There, there was no conversation. And no. you hadn't even watched the JTE match yet. No, but then again, like... Like, in my brain, I was like, look, if Chance wins, which I think he's going to win, it's going to be a um, it's gonna be a close one. But then the way that match ended, I was like, nope. Nope, it was not a close one. Ooh. Anyway, we're going – let's start with our match recaps now because those were other of the week's rookie, team, player, manager. We got those out of the way. Let's start with our recap, starting with the first match of the week, Tuesday, my goodness – they are gonna make. They are making me work last week and this week for these oh reactions. Goodness. This first match was Lightning Time versus Final Exam Number One Contender match for the team's championship, and Paulo Yama unable again for the third time in a separate <sighs> division to defeat Ethan Irwin. A part of me want right now just wants Ethan and Paul to play against each other in a Star Wars match just to see what happens. Can to see if Paul will beat Ethan in a Star Wars match. Who knows? Because if Paul beats Ethan, that'll he'll probably he'll finally be able to say, I beat you in one division. But <laughs> if Ethan were to win, it's like I beat you in four. I was gonna ask, are the match that you your reaction for this past Friday, does that release what day does that release this week? That will I don't know when it goes live, but I know my reaction will go the day it goes live. Which it will probably be Tuesday because that's when the other matches went live. The last pay per view okay. went live. Because I remember I remember when I dropped the other pay per view because it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> well, the reactions have gone very well, but this match yeah. in particular, Lightning Time and Final Exam, Paul Yama is playing a different game, but just seems yeah. like, in this case, Lon just could not help him. Well, here's the thing. like, I don't want to say Lon was a detriment to Paul because he wasn't, because Lon and Liz were like even throughout. It was honestly, basically, like, Ethan and Paul were even, Liz and Lon were even, and it was just between Liz and Lon to determine who's going to be the first one to trip at the finish line. And it just so happened to be Lon in sudden death. And we can't say that final that Lon was a bad player because if you look at the final yeah. score, sure it wasn't fifty-one fifty, but it was forty-one forty. It was just ten <laughs> points below like a the fifty-one fifty record. So in my opinion, like this is a great showcase of the number one contender competitors who it could have been my question to you after this season is final exam done yeah oh yeah i think for some reason i i feel paul i honestly think paul's done with swag after this season interesting i just for me paul is a great competitor and i'm not saying he's not he's a great competitor i just for me personally think paul's mannerisms do not work well with swag and it's weird to say that but 
it's also on the character side. I don't think as Paul has been with Swag, he has had a character. It's been feel, just Paul. I feel like, and look, I think that's a good thing for Paul to just be Paul. Because they're, like, again, I've seen his growth from the online trivia leagues to the Schmodown. And even in the online trivia leagues, there was Paul, but then there was Primetime. And they were sort of like, sort of be one person. But then when he went to the Schmodown, Primetime became like the main persona. And then when he joined Swag, Paul Yama became the main persona. I wonder if they're going to get to a point where they'll put them both together, where Primetime Paul Oyama is one person. It's not just Primetime. And it's not just Pollyama, it's one person. And I'm curious to see. I think Paul being done with swag is dependent on one thing, and it's if he wins the tournament. If he wins the tournament, or not even if he wins the tournament, if he wins the belt. If he is the singles champion by the end of this year, he's sticking with swag. Because I know for a fact, Winston is not going to want to let him go. I Well, and also it all depends on what, what the factions look like next year too well again it's going to be five per team one singles a team wait singles a team star wars and inner geekdom or it was one of those like if the singles player is also teams player then it's those two star wars single or ig and then a fifth person a ringer do you feel if you were paul would you go back to swag it would honestly depend on how, again, it's going to depend on this tournament. Honestly, it's yeah. going to, if, well, Paul won his match. So there's a positive. If Paul does not win this tournament, I don't know. But then again, he has the free-for-all shot. He has the free-for-all title shot. He can challenge at Spectacular. He can make that one-on-one -on -one match a triple threat if he wants to. Yeah. Well, in saying that, let's go ahead and move on to the next match. Which, before we move on, let's just say um, Ethan and Liz did amazing. Congratulations. I am very oh, yeah. much looking forward to Lightning Time versus Shazam because I have no idea what kind of match we're going to get. That's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough match. This is, because... Liz's, this is Liz's first title match. So wow. it'll depend on if the nerves get to her. And it'll be Ethan's one of many. <laughs> exactly. He has so many title matches this season. <laughs> All right, let's move to the next match. All right, and it is Chance Ellison getting TKO'd by Moose Haas. I'll say Ugh. this. Though I know Chance is very more, more focused on singles and teams, I am shocked he got TKO'd. I'm not. Uh, due to the fact that Chance has been playing great this year, and that's been showing in all the other divisions. But due to him having to focus on them, this year in Inner Geekdom has changed the game. You're literally looking at a new game in Inner Geekdom. And the competitors that cannot put their full focus on it are not doing as well. But uh, even competitors that are not, that are great. Like look at last week when you had Brandon Hanna. Brandon's a great competitor. He just had a bad match because... They added so many movies to the Inner Geekdom. Well, you see, that's why I thought Chance would do better in Inner Geekdom this year mm -hmm. because of all the new movies. Like you, you make it, you make IG. I know people are gonna say that 
IG is not broad, but if you make it broader by adding more movies, then there's more opportunities. There's more movies to study, which is good for a singles competitor because they already study those movies that probably weren't in IG. Whereas in this one, it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's just very interesting to me because now with Moose winning, we're going to get Saul versus Moose, which is a match we could have had at Collision if Moose would have beat Amaru. So we're getting a match that could have happened, but it's happening now. Well, if you really think about it, though, you're right if the questions were broad. But the problem is they added all these movies, and at the beginning of the season, you're right. The questions were kind of more broad. They weren't as deep. Right now, the questions are deep. I hate, and we'll talk about this when we get to Mike and Chundru, I hate the X-Men slice now. I hate it. I hate it so much. You would think that you would do better at it, but such an interesting slice. I think, like, and this is just me, you would think you would expect, and this is me talking about myself, you would think I would do better because I'm a Marvel person, and X-Men is Marvel, and I'm like, oh, I know X-Men, Marvel, let's go. But then I get to it, and I'm crapping the bed because I realize, oh, I didn't like the X-Men as much as I liked Spider-Man when I was growing up. Uh huh. So that's the problem. X-Men is strangely becoming a very dangerous slice. Okay, this... I'm putting a pin in this because I have a question about a certain or I have a topic that I want to discuss about a certain question that was asked during the championship match. And I think you'll know because it's X-Men related and I think you'll know what I'm asking about. Okay. All right. So anything else you want to talk about this match? I mean, it's congratulations to Moose. I hope you do. You have a good match against Saul because Saul is determined. Uh, That's a word for it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next match, and that is primetime Apollo Yama versus Nick Harley. We had two players this week play twice and get the same result, where one per they would lose their first match and won their second. And this is another one. Paul played amazingly in this match. Nick, I think he slipped up a little too much during the round one, and that's unfortunate. Because Nick is a really great player, as you saw in like round two and round three. Like he was doing great in the round two and three. It was round one where he slipped up just a little bit and just enough to where Paul was able to pick up the win. All right. Oh, let me ask you this. Do you think he struggled a little bit due to the fact that Roxy was not there? I mean, I don't want to say that because I really like Christy V as a manager. Yeah. I really do. Chrissy's a great manager. I have seen her manage in the online trivia leagues, and she is amazing. I think it's, again, it's just more reps. You got to get, this is his first match, and it's not his last match, but this was his first match one-on-one. And, excuse me, having your first match be against Paul Oyama, a former Schmodown singles champion. Sure, he's a former FCL champion, singles FCL, but he's not a former Schmodown champion, and he's going up against a former Schmodown champion. Yeah, it, that was that was an interesting match to say the least. I ugh, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Just going no. against Yama. No, I have experienced that. <laughs> I have <laughs> experienced going up against Paulo Yama and losing, not one on one, but in a multi man match. Look, I talked about it on um, Spin from the Real. You can you can watch that video. 
if y'all would, uh, we have we have in the link in the corner the spin from the real video from last week. We were okay. in the tournament talk, which was an absolute great time. We I love talking about them that with them. Yeah, it was it was a great time, and I think this was the match that everyone was sort of like, oh, Paul Paul's gonna win, but Nick can put up a fight, and I think it was true. Nick did put up a fight, and oh, yeah. it was great to see Winston and Paul give props to Nick because oh, yeah. there are so many instances where Winston could jab throw jabs at his players' opponents, but in this one, he was very much like, no, Nick is doing a really good job, and I'm like. Great. That's amazing. And I think it could be because this is Nick's very first match. So he's like, okay, I want him to feel comfortable here. I don't want him to feel like we're all evil people. If Nick was like someone else who had previously been in a match, I think Winston would not be as afraid to throw jabs. Like in a match that we're about to see this week, that's going to have Winston managing. He is not going Ooh. to hold back. This one, I feel no. like he held back just a little bit. And I think it was a good thing that he held back. Oh, yeah. So, I think that's all, all that we can really say about this match. I mean, it was a great match. Just saying. All right, let's move on to the next one. And that is the Schmodown Battlefield, which is funny that we don't have Battlefield as our main topic. Yep. This is this was the pay-per-view. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, why is this? Why, is this, why are you talking about the pay-per-view before the title match? Because the title match is the title match. We're talking <laughs> about a number one contendership match here. And Chance Allison in the same building that he lost to Moose Haas via TKO, TKO JTE. It's like he, he received a TKO and I'm like, hey, I okay, I feel that. Here's it back at you. Here's the thing that has been the weirdest thing about I would not have picked this match for your pay-per-view. Well, I think the reason because I think when everyone was like, oh, wow, I'm surprised that the IG title match is not on pay-per-view. They told us all the way back, I think, in June when Chundru won that the IG title match was not going to be on pay-per-view. And I think they wanted to make sure to keep that promise. And so it just so happened that the pay-per-view was Chance Ellison versus JTE, which, in my opinion, is a pay-per-view level match. This oh, is a pay-per-view like match. And seeing Chance just dominate against JTE felt so nice for this person <laughs> who does not like the Finn Stock Exchange. It felt so nice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I will say, I think JTE played well, but he seemed off. Did you, New question. Um, did you know the Brother Bear question? The five-pointer? I was half listening, so no, I don't even remember the question. The question was, what is, what Disney, and it was animated, what Disney film features the songs um, Great Spirits, On My Way, and Look Through My Eyes? Oh, yeah, I, I didn't get that one. I Literally, that one. I knew the answer when I heard On My Way. I was like, oh, Brother Bear. That's such a good movie. I know, it's so underrated. Joaquin it Phoenix is. is in that. I did not know that. Joaquin Phoenix is the main character. I did not know that. Yep. I Look, it is shocking to remember because Joaquin Phoenix does not do movies like these anymore. No, no. He's, foc he's focused on movies like Joker. Anyway, moving yeah. on. 
Um, but yeah, this was a great match. Chance did not have to answer. Chance not having to answer a single question is amazing. Like, I love seeing Chance being able to show his knowledge, and especially against someone like JTE, who is a legend in the movie Trivia Smowdown, him going up against him and then winning. Yeah, this one was very interesting to me. I was not expecting Chance to just steamroll JTE. I just did not. Here, here is actually an interesting question for you. Uh, do you think, do you like the matches online or in, at the cantina? What's your favorite type of match? Okay, so there are two, there are two sides to this. I like the on digital matches because we get to see people that probably can't make it to the cantina actually have matches, and that's a plus to me. However, I love the Cantina matches because I love the audience interactions. Like, the Ty Lieberman match is the greatest example of, oh, this is what a great audience live, live audience match would look like. This is great because of his interactions with the audience. My Here is my best mix that I want so badly, and I miss this, and I would love a cantina match with the look of the collider studio i would love a cantina match where the star wars title is on the line <laughs> i mean that would be the perfect match in my opinion i i think that might happen i want it so much but that's we're off the rails now because now oh, we got to yeah. go back to Schmodown Battlefield. Yeah, Chance getting the victory, going up against either Ethan Irwin or Marisol McKee at New York. We will find out September 17th when it, was, when it will be released to the public on pay-per-view. And for the people that are going to be there on September 12th, you'll know ahead of time, curse the Schmodown for putting that, that Cantina event the day before... I fly out to LA literally the, the day before. What's the chances? Look, I tweeted out like after that was announced, I like quote tweeted and I said, man, I fly in the next day. I hope the next event is on the 19th. And then he said, and Christian replied, the next event's on the 25th. I'm like, come on. <laughs> come on, Christian. But Hey, look, hey, they have, they have the schedule the way they need it and the way they want it, which I'm never going to fault them for that. They make sure that we have great product. And oh, yeah. if this is the way they, they need to get the great product out, then all for it. Hey, but, if you think about it, they, they let us, they've never gone after us for doing the show. So yeah, I'm, I am legitimately waiting for the day that I say something that upsets Christian or anyone. And they just attack me. I am waiting for that day. I am waiting for the day when I say, oh, yeah, I think Dan Merle is going to lose in the second round. And then everyone attack me. I said it, but no one has attacked me yet. So <laughs> so let's move on to the next match. This match. So this match, the the killer Mike Kalinowski versus the chosen chosen Chandru Dondapani. What do you yeah. think of this match? I mean, so many people have said it, and it's true. Like, literally, 
like you've seen my reaction video to it. You've seen you saw me cheering out the wazoo. This is a, in my opinion, this is one of the best, if not the best, inner geekdom match ever. Like just inner geekdom in general. But this is the best match of the year. Yeah, like I can't disagree because because this had everything. It had the knowledge. It had the character work. It had the story, and it had like the, in my opinion, an uplifting conclusion. Mike retained the belt. And to all the people who say Mike is one of the best heels working right now, he is not a heel anymore. This was a pure baby face intro. Everything about this match showed Mike Kalinowski as a face. To all, Again, everyone, you can say Mike's still a heel. Go ahead. Mike was a face for this match. And like to use um, Luke's analogy, because I'm pointing right above me, and he's right above me. Um, to use Luke's analogy, I'm, I'm stealing your analogy. Um, Mike acted like The Rock in yes. terms of the WWE. Whereas The Rock would have, would like have like big promos that felt heelish, but he was a face and he was saying it and the audience was behind him. This entire time, he had the audience in the palm of his hand and they were cheering every single word he was saying. He is the epitome of a baby face right now. And if Christian and Mark or all the people in the Schmodown do not see that after this match, I don't know what to say. Because Mike has been slowly building, in my opinion, to a babyface Mike Kalinowski again. This match proved that it was that he was a babyface Mike Kalinowski. And I do not know how you can't see that. I do not know how people cannot see that after this match. Chundru was the heel. He was Ooh. the hottest red hot heel you could ever see. In my opinion, Ooh. this was some of the best heel work since Andrew Guy and John Roca. Chundru brought it to a whole new level and Mike Kalinowski was able to take the heel energy that Chundru was having and he turned into a great babyface performance. And to me, this match, if I had to give an analogy... In wrestling, this was in uh, this was The Rock versus Triple H when they were both on their big runs. Cause The Rock was one of the greatest baby faces in the early two thousand, the late nineties, early two thousands. Triple H was one of the best heels in the late nineties, early two thousands, and that's what you have here. Mike, one of the best baby faces. Chundra, one of the best heels. Bar none. I am off of my little soapbox. Luke, you can take it away now. I do not disagree with you. This match was incredible. Not it it didn't go into overtime like some matches have in the past, but wow. Just it was incredible how well Mike played. It it had the rise of this villain who everyone loves to hate i mean they love to hate chandra the booze were deafening and the thing is and if y'all will go back go back and watch that match at the very beginning there hit 
Mike's monologue is incredible. To me, that monologue was everything that Mike needed. Because, again, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, why isn't he responding to Chundru? Well, he explained why. And then he brought up the picture, the controversial <sighs> point of this entire rivalry. He brought it up, and he basically, he didn't throw it in his face, but he took everything that Chundru said involved with that picture, and he threw it in Chundru's face. This is pure baby face that was a baby face promo. I cannot look at Mike any other way. He is a face. Corruption, no matter what. As of right now, as of this match, corruption to me is a face faction. You cannot be. Shannon Barney can do, say whatever she wants. She can be as heel as she wants. In my opinion, she is a face. Even the reaction she got the moment she stepped out. She got just as much cheers as Mike did. When she brought out Chance, sure there was booze in there because Chance is still like on that on that um, teeter totter of yeah. face heel, but he still got cheers. He had all of corruption in this live event got cheers, and I don't. They are a face faction. Adam Collins is gonna get cheers. Marisol McKee, you know, oh, on September twelfth, they are going. Die over her. The moment she walks out to if she wins the belt, which I can see happening, if she wins the belt, she is going to be getting cheers. Corruption are not heels anymore, they are faces. I don't disagree, but let me ask you this. And I know you, I'd say the, the closest one faction who is a heel right now. I would say is Finsock Exchange. They are pure heels. I do not see another faction that's heels right now. I could see players as heels. Like Chundru is 100% a heel. And Winston knows how to make that work somehow in his face faction. (laughs) But like Finsock Exchange, heel faction. Um, I'm... I'm trying to think of all the... The Den occasionally teeters that line, but even then, they're not like... They haven't... I hate to say they haven't done enough, but the only things that they have done are with Thomas. And Thomas is not a heel. Yeah. But like Jessica against Dan, who do you... Everyone's going to cheer Dan because that's Dan. It's Dan, yeah. But Jessica's a face. Same with Peggy versus um, Adam Collins. Everyone's going to cheer Adam because Adam is Adam. After what he did last year, Adam is Adam. But Peggy's a face. Like, it is hard for me. I have to agree. It is hard to pinpoint a pure heel faction besides the Finsock Exchange. But then again, the reason why the Finsock Exchange is the best heel faction is because they're so good at it. Oh, they are incredible at being Now, I want to bring up this point. And it's a question that I that I haven't seen anyone else talk about. In round three, or round five, Chandru got a question about the extended edition of Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think that's a reasonable question? Or should it only be theatrical versions? Because if that's the case, then I can't wait to hear questions about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, 
personally, I felt that question was, I mean, thankfully he got it. So it's not as much of a, he didn't have to challenge it. I would have, if I did not know the answer to that question, I would have challenged it in a heartbeat. Well, at the same time, I think another reason why they sort of went ahead and answered it is because the extended edition is literally called X-Men Days of Future Past, the rogue cut. So the character they are looking for is literally in the title. But again, like, if you ask questions about extended editions or ultimate editions, like, I'm, I'm, again, I can't wait to hear questions about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, ultimate edition. I can't wait to hear questions about Suicide Squad, the extended cut. Even though there's not much to like ask when it, when it comes to that movie, I cannot wait when they start asking questions about Zack Snyder's Justice League because I know for a fact a lot of people are gonna hem and haw about oh you shouldn't be asking questions about Zack Snyder's Justice League. If that's the case, then we should not be asking questions about the extended edition of X Men: Days of Future Past. I that's agree. just my I thoughts. Uh, well, here's the thing. I agree. Like, let me ask you this: Do you ask questions about Deadpool? Uh, once upon or once upon Deadpool, you I don't can't find that you can't find that movie. I mean, you can if you look on Amazon, and when and I say you, look on Amazon, I mean look for a physical copy on Amazon. And but, it's hard to find. Like, yeah. have you done that? Because I have not. It's hard to find. Like, they but, do not have. They like when I was looking, they don't even have like a prime copy where you can get in two days. Like, like you I, can't find that movie. The question will. Like, the only major question I can see coming from Once Upon a Deadpool is who is Deadpool reading to? And, like, who who is Deadpool reading the story of Deadpool 2 to? And that's Fred Savage for people who don't know. But, yeah, like, we're going to... This question, in my opinion, is the beginning of, like, teetering a line. Because then, like, if you... Again, going more, you can ask questions about Watchmen the extended edition or the director's cut. I think this question or Superman to the Richard Donner cut. I actually do not think they're going to have a question like this again. I think it's too, it's too tricky. You're, you're going down a very tricky line when you do that. And I just do not think the smell now needs to go down that line. And again, I don't have a problem with the question. No, no, the question, like that's a valid question. It's just a valid question. It's just the, where you go past that point, like mm-hmm. what is included, because I think think they are given a list of movies, but it, it, it that one's a weird one. I just because then are you saying which movie is the movie that they're going to get questions from? Is it the extended edition or is it from the original? Because what do you do with that now? Because I know, like, if it was the extended edition of X-Men Days of Future Past, if they ask a question, they'll mention it's the extended edition. But then yeah. what if you what if you're someone that doesn't count? Like, let's say they give the list and they just say X-Men Days of Future Past. What if you're someone that doesn't count the extended edition and only ever studies the theatrical cut? Well, now you get to that point and you're like, I have never seen this version of the movie. Again, it's like if they start asking questions about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Once that starts to happen, that's the slippery slope. That's when we that, start questioning yeah. when do extended editions count? Or is it only ever going to... Should it be theatrical only or should extended editions count? And if that's the case, we need to start talking about extended editions to like regular movies, like Blade Runner, like the multiple versions 
of Blade Runner or like there's a new version of Godfather Part 3. So that could be up in the air. It's again, the slippery slope. Not what to take away. Do, what we will do, and if you look in the live chat, I will be in the live chat tonight when this video is released. Mm -hmm. Please, we're going to have a poll set up on what your thoughts are on this question. Do you think extended editions of movies should be included? And we're just going to keep it to the inner geekdom, but it could be considered for the movie trivia showdown in general. But we will just leave it to in the inner geekdom. Do you believe that that extended edition? movie should be included we will also have a poll on our twitter account as well so that we can we can see what your thoughts are because we all we want this to be a community we want your thoughts that's also please comment and also in the live <laughs> chat but also in the comments comment both because i actually want to know your thoughts on these questions that we have we talk about them together but that's what will happen once we have a live show one day but it's interesting because to me, I agree. I do not think they should have this question in the match. Well, I don't. Again, I'm again, so as someone that has watched almost that watches extended editions, I don't mind it, but it does become a slip. It does become a slope because then that brings in the idea of doing the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies and just so many so many cogs would start to turn and it, it depends on how far they want to go. But with all that being said, this match was, in my opinion, the best match of the year. Probably second place is the 51-50 teams match between Shazam and Corruption. Dem not even Demolanta versus uh, Damon? That would be third. That would be third. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just because of the live well stuff. like the live atmosphere for this one and just the story and how they played like that helped it propel it to number one shazam versus corruption that was another 51 50 and it was four of the best players like and the comeback victory or like coming having to making a comeback to where they have to go 51 50 in the sudden death that number two for damon Demolanta, that was just them never missing that's a <laughs> no one's missing a question and i'm like this has to be at least in the top 10, or at least in the top five for me this year. We'll determine oh. what Demolanta Harper does. Because I can be see that becoming fun. a top 10 match of the That's year. That's going to be fun. But yeah. in saying that, I... Let me ask you this. The pitcher. Mm -hmm. Was the pitcher, him calling the pitcher out, was that storyline, or was that him screwing up and... Christian needing to make it storyline so that Chandra didn't look, just look like a jerk. I think um, I think it could be both. I think honestly, now thinking about it, I think it could be the latter where he did it and he didn't realize the reaction he was going to get from like Mara or um, Rachel. And then he probably like, because if you notice the moment he put it up, Maybe like a few hours later, he took it down and then replaced yeah. it. And so it might have been one of those. Well, since you did it, Chandru, we gotta we gotta find a way to make it work now. And then Mike was like, "Oh, I can make it work. Don't worry, I can make it work." And then he I made it work. Him. I had to basically save him. Like I feel like this. Like again, Mike's promo at the very beginning against Chandru 
took everything Chandu threw at him and threw it right back and said, hey, words don't hurt me. If you win, congratulations. That's when I'll, you'll have my respect. Until then, you got nothing, and I'm going to beat you. And again, Mike Kalinowski is a freaking baby face. Whoever says he's not is wrong, in my opinion. Wow. And nothing against that. nothing against Brian from a certain point of view. He's still saying he's a heel. Nothing against you, but like you're the one person that I'm like. He's not a heel anymore. He's not a heel. He's a face. <laughs> so, in saying that, we do need to move on to, like I think we've talked about this match. We could talk about this match forever, but we it, do it, need to move look, on to this entire show could be dedicated to this match if we wanted to. Oh, you know it. But we do need to get to the yeah. <laughs> Predictions. Our predictions should be interesting this week. Don't worry. I have them up right now. I have it in front of me. And starting off this week, coming out tomorrow on August 31st, Christian and the Schmodown are trying to kill me with these reactions. (laughs) I am going to die. Anyway. um, we have reason why certain point of view did not do a reaction to the mic. Look, look. I do reactions to every single match. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing it. Actually, I do. I'm staying up really late, but I'm still doing it. I got the power. Anyway, moving on. The first match this week is Brennan Meyer, 5-5, five and five, three knockouts, representing the Quirky Mercs, versus Jacoby Bancroft, 1-1, one one, representing the Stars. We gave our prediction for this last week. So I'm assuming you're still picking Brennan Meyer? Yeah, I'm still going Brennan. And I'm still going Jacoby, so moving on. We don't need to talk about this match anymore. Moving on to the first new match of the week coming out September 1st. It will be Lon Harris, 6-6, six and six, one knockout, representing Swag, versus King Khan, 2-0, and oh, one knockout, representing the Finstock Exchange. I'll go first because this one's a little bit easier for me. I'm picking King Khan to win. And not only to win this match, I see him going to the semifinal or the quarterfinals of this the his area of the bracket so yeah i think i think king kong's gonna win i don't know how definitive it's gonna be if it's gonna be via knockout or tko king Kong has been like in the two matches he played against john flickinger and ben goddard he proved himself as an amazing competitor and again lon is one of those players where he can be hot on some days he can be cold on the other days he had he lacks consistency and King Khan has not lacked consistency. And that's why I'm picking King Khan to win this match, to go up against the winner of the next match we're going to be predicting. I'm going with King Khan. King Khan has been incredible. Honestly, I kind of am hoping that maybe King Khan can, might start watching some of our videos due to the fact of he is real. He really connects to all the other like after shows he comments he is so a part of so much and i've been i think that's great to me someone who's willing to put themselves out there and support all these channels to me i i you you have my respect you have my respect completely and so in saying that i am going king con he is and lon's a good player but he is so it depends what day it is Mm-hmm. So, some days and right now i don't even know what his character is anymore is he still the de- delinquent i think i think um the way they described it in spin from the real is he's the delinquent trying to get reformed back into the professor 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's just weird. It's kind of weird now. Mm-hmm. I understand. Just, it, it's just kind of like, just kind of pick something. The in-between is kind of bothering me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, I'd rather it just be, all right, this is who he is now. But they don't really do that. They're kind of going back and forth. And it's like, well, could we kind of get a little bit of something? Yeah, I understand. I understand completely. But again, like, King Khan, in both of our opinion, is going to win this match. And oh, yeah. if Lon, Lon winning, in my opinion, not, not that I look away from Lon. Lon is an amazing player when he's on. Lon winning will be an upset to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not so, It's not other people will say, oh, King Khan winning is an upset. Like, no, King Khan has proven himself in yeah. this entire season. Lon is wishy-washy this season. If Lon wins, he, that's an upset to me. Oh, yeah. And saying that the next match, Dan Merle versus Jess Sloth. And Jessica Sloth? Sloth? I said Sloth. I, said I know, but you always, for some reason, like to pronounce that last name either wrong or weird. I, I know, right? You're like, no, Sloth? Uh, like, no, stop. <laughs> you call me out. We couldn't yeah. move forward, but you call no. me out. Do you think... We're we're best friends. Do you really think I'm not gonna call you out? Yeah, you're right. But in saying that, I'm I'm gonna go with Dan. I mean, it's Dan Merle. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if Jess wins, I mean, she can win. I'm not gonna say she can't win. We've been seeing upset after upset after upset. I mean, that Ty Lieberman match was an upset. Oh, thank goodness you have the schedule up. I was looking at my own notes. Yeah had it up why have you not been looking at the screen because i've been looking at my notes because i wrote the schedule out on my notes oh well i'm upgrading the show so you see how it goes okay but i i think i mean it's dan i mean dan's gonna is playing great right now i i hate that it's jess's first match Mm -hmm. it it is unfortunate so who are you going with I mean, it's hard not to pick Dan. It really is. And plus, he's just came off of a title loss. He is hungry. He is angry. He's 18 and 7. He has eight knockouts. Again, just like you, I'm not saying Jess does not have a chance to win. Because if she wins, that will be the biggest upset of this entire tournament. Yep. It will it will honestly be the biggest upset. And there there's a chance. There is there's always a chance. There's a chance. But as of right now, excuse me, as of right now, based off of everything that we have in front of us, I see Dan winning, getting some points for the dungeon. And let's let's face it, if the dungeon wins this week, yeah, if they win this week, if Brendan Meyer wins. Um, Quirky Mercs go up a bit more. If the Dungeon win both of their matches, they're ahead of Quirky Mercs. That's wild. And then you yeah. got Corruption, who is doing... Yeah. Just- the wow. And Frankie Numbers um, mentioned this. The difference between first place and fifth place is only seven points. Wow. And then first place is tied. Wow. Yeah. It's... It's amazing. But anyway, we're, we're down to the last match that we're going to do predictions for, which is Robert Parker versus Ethan Irwin in her Geekdom Tournament semifinals. 
I'm going first. Look, Ethan, Ethan, you had a great run. You had a great one-match run. Robert Parker's winning this match. He's winning this tournament, in my opinion. I don't disagree. Robert Parker is... Now, if Ethan gets Star Trek, this match will be closer than it should be. Ethan gets anything else, and I'm not saying Ethan can't do good in all the other categories. I'm just saying Star Trek has so far been his saving grace. If Ethan does not get Star Trek, there is a chance that Robert Parker, or if Ethan does get Star Trek, there's a chance Robert Parker may have to put more of a fight. If Ethan gets opponent's choice on his spin, he is done. Robert is going to demolish him. And I don't yeah. like saying that against Ethan because he's the singles champion. And I know Sam Levine, if he watches this, he will kill me. But that is fact. <laughs> I am going to have to go with Robert as well. Robert's playing a different kind of match. Ethan is an incredible player. But in his last match, he's not a... He would be in the B rankings in the inner geekdoms in my mind. 100%. He's a great, he's a great IG player. But he's like... If he's, the, need, he's got time. I mean, he just needs some yeah. time in there. If IG had a mid-card belt, he would be a mid-card champion. But IG is the IG division, and I, yeah. I would yeah. give. I, I would say if he had a another year of training and and watching these movies over and over and over and over again, then yes, I think he would. He could easily. He could be one of the top players. But I just do not see that for now. For now. I'm not saying that could not change within the year. What would you have done? And this is me just going off of the hypothetical. What would you have done if instead of Nikki DeMolanta, um, Sam put Ethan in the Star Wars tournament? I just laugh. I just He'd, laugh. Sam would be able to say Ethan is a four-league competitive, four-division player. <laughs> I... We've never had that. I think no. the closest we will have. I think. Well, here's the thing. Moose is supposed to be a four division player. Well, I think if anyone could be, I think Mike could become a four division player. But will he, though? That's the question. Would he do it? I would love if he did. I, uh, would, I would, too. Love if he did. I would love it too, but we've seen, and again, this is nothing against his singles and teams run this year, but we're seeing how much focus IG is sort of taking away from his singles and teams runs. And that's okay. I mean, honestly, and it's been interesting. The years that he focuses on inner geekdom, his other leagues don't go as well, but one, but if he focuses on the other leagues, his inner geekdom goes down. Well, that's not true. That is not true. Last year, he said he was stepping away from IG, and he he played in the IG tournament, got all the way to the finals. But when he did the singles tournament, he got knocked out out of out of after round one. Is it just me or is Mike this year for sure? It's like he's got his drive back. Yeah, this is this is look. We we have somehow went went from talking about Robert Parker to Mike Alanowski in it IG. Happens. Yeah, it happened. We because just... look, Mike, in my opinion, is playing at peak performance. Mike, like he did when he first won the belt, yes. and like 
when he was first playing in IG. Like, sure, his first few matches in IG weren't that great, but by the point he got to title contention, he was amazing. Yes. And now he's on a completely different level. And I see Mike Kalinowski, though I don't put him in the greatest players of all time yet, he's... I do. I, I know. I he's, well, when I say he's not in the top 10 for me yet. Really? I've, How do you not have him in top 10? He's in the top 15. How? Mike... How do you not have Mike in top 10? Well, I probably have him in the top 10. I just don't have him ranked in my head right now. I just know Dan's number one. Here's the thing. Dan's one in my book. Mike's number two. See, it's hard for me not to put Rachel in that discussion. Well, here's the thing. Rachel, in my mind, would be three. Rachel had to leave the game. Mike never has. Even Dan had to leave for a short time. Mike has never left, and he okay. You swayed me. Top. I mean, you he's playing top. Me. I mean, here's the thing too. Think about it. He is playing at the top of his game. After eight, how many seasons has he been in it? He's been there since I think he debuted late season three. So late 2016. So he's been there that long, and he is still in championship matches every year. Can I just say, this is Mike Kalinowski is the one player that I love so much that whenever I see Ben Bateman get annoyed at Mike's success, I just smile. Well, I love it thing. so much. Ben Bateman has gotten to the point it's like, I'm done making fun of Mike because every time I do, he just gets better. And look, that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry, we're going back to the Mike Kalinowski Chundry match. Mike has proven his doubters wrong. All of his doubters have said, like, for him not being in GOAT tier IG, has always been like, well, he hasn't defended a belt. He just defended a belt. Uh-huh, he just defended a belt. And, like, a lot of people are still putting um, Rachel as Rachel and or Mara as the GOATs of IG. And I'm like, what, what, what is he going to have to do? Defend it again? If he defends it again, I don't know how you don't put him in the GOAT tier of IG. And here's the thing, and you might disagree with me on this statement. I think Mike is going to have an easier time defending against his next competitors than he did against Chandra. How are you doing that to Amaru? How are you going to say that? How well, are you going to say that about Robert? Here's the thing. They are both incredible. But for some reason, Chandra is this beast of a player that, and I might be absolutely wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just feel like Mike is in a different league right now. And Chandru proved how good he is. If anyone were to go after Mike and Mike to lose the belt to them, it would be Mara. I don't know. I think Robert <laughs> has a shot. I think Robert... Nothing against Amaru. I love you so much, Rue. I see. I I don't see him winning. I don't see him beating Mike. Out of all the people that are currently in contention for the IG belt, I see it being Robert. Because I, I see Robert I see, winning the tournament. I see Robert winning the tournament, but for some reason, I just have this weird seeing my. All right, I guess it's because it's Mara is in a way part of the old guard. 
mm-hmm. and the old and Mike's. I mean, for sure, the old guard. And he's the old and new. <laughs> he's all of it. But I think with Mike and Mara, they just have this extra fire under them when they play like this this these year this years of experience that they bring it with them i mean same as rachel had i don't know what what that is i don't have the right words to call it but they just have this extra spunk to them that works in these matches that the newer players don't have yet well you can't forget about robert you you're look you're saying all of this but Again, I don't want it to seem like I'm a Robert chill. Well, going back to Robert, look, I'm already calling it spectacular. It's going to be Robert versus Mike for the belt. That's the match. It's going to come down. The finals is going to be Robert versus Saul. Robert's going to win in a close match. And then Robert's going to play Mike for the IG belt. I'm calling it right now. That's the only one I feel the most confident in. And that that match is going to be a barn burner. I agree. Well, in saying all that, let's go ahead and end for tonight. We have an interview to get ready for. Yes, we. the interview will be going up tomorrow, and I left a little hint for everyone at the end of the Mike Kalinowski match for the little card. Send mystery guests, and it was a link to one of the certain point of view, a certain point of view videos. It's one of those four. Got to try to guess who it is. So, all that being said, Luke, where can people find you on the social media? I just keep up with me with the Galaxy Geeks. I at Galaxy Geeks EL. I I basically keep up with just Galaxy Geeks stuff. I don't normally do much on my personal. Yeah, so he doesn't. If y'all, if y'all see stuff from Galaxy Geeks, that's me normally. I mean, I don't think Eli uses the Galaxy Geeks much. Look, I use it to post all of the reactions, and whenever I see something that you say on there, that I'm like. Luke, you shouldn't have put that there. I want almost every single time I want to go straight to Twitter and like, that was Luke's opinion, not mine. Eli. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Eli Mac. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Eli Mac and on TikTok at Mr. Eli Mac. Look, you can just follow me in places, Mr. Eli Mac. Also, you can follow my YouTube channel, Mr. Eli Mac, where I also do trailer reactions. And I want to try to. Maybe for this channel, because I think this channel would be best for it. Have a talk with Luke over there about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Because I know we talked about it a lot off camera, but I want to get some of our thoughts on camera. If we have time, we'll try to do something like that. And who knows? I don't know when Luke's watching it, but I know I'm probably going to be watching it on Monday or Tuesday. Maybe we could do a Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings review for everyone if you want it. Which I want it. Uh, me and Audrey will probably do, do that one. Hey, I want to be involved. <laughs> that works. All right, everyone. Thank y'all for watching this channel. I hope you all have a great rest of the day. See ya.